0: And we're back. So I'm looking at Janice's roommate's necklace and using the like iPhone light test to it to see if it would sparkle on stage and it wouldn't. I don't want it. So I'm not going to steal it from her. Um. Well, I'm sure my roommate
1: appreciates that. We're back. <laughs> I'm Hoto.
0: I'm La Girl. And we are Hoto and La Girl. And this is episode two of the four that we promised you. Um, so, oh, I was talking about, okay, and, and if he if he's listening, I'm sorry, let's just say it in advance.
1: Um, That's when you know the cheese is so, good.
0: No, it's not really, it's not like that exciting or anything. No. But... A girl can hope. A girl can hope. Um, when I met up with one of my internet friends in L.A., um Like, online, they are like... Your Yahoo chat (laughs) room? No. Mm. My A-O, my AIM, (laughs) my AIM friend. (laughs) Um, You know, online, he's very funny and witty and, you know, all of these things. And I met him in person, and he was a little bit more shy. um, A little bit more reticent, and I was very surprised by that. Um, Because he's a big old Cochina. Oh, no, I mean, he's a beautiful man. Like, he's a, yeah. Like, him and his husband are a very good-looking couple. And I was like, the things I want to do with you all. But I didn't. I went home, and I prayed to beat him. Mm -hmm. Because that's what I do. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's about as close to virginity as you're going to get. Well, there are still some things I have never Not many, but there's still some. What, like dive to the farthest depths of the ocean? (laughs) Been to the moon, like. uh... (laughs) But, I was very surprised
0: by like his um, kind of lack of charisma, and I realized that it's I think it's a generational thing. Like we grew up in an age where like you had to have a personality, (laughs) you had to. And 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 I don't know if this (coughs) is true for you, but it is for me, and it gets me into trouble. The my online persona is just me on a keyboard like the me that you get online is the me that you get in public is the me you get at the bar at the bathhouse at the truck stop at the bookstore
1: <laughs> she's done her finest work on public transportation <laughs> but what i'm saying is what you get is what you get on the nation's highways
0: and byways <laughs> and triways. Um, <laughs> but what you get is what you get and i think and I, I don't i i just i wonder if i'm an anomaly in this or if like people who are our age also feel like they have to be who they are online because we also grew up in the age of the of the online predator which i mean still happens but like that's yeah, the, the beginning
1: and the who chris hansen and to catch a predator <laughs> do you remember that show yes
0: but, like, my whole thought always was I'm not meeting people online just to meet them and never interact with them. Like, I'm meeting people online in hopes that I will get to meet them in person. And whenever I would, it was always, oh, you're a lot. I'm like, no, I'm just the same as I am online. Like, I don't ever tell, like, I don't, I never, like, text somebody, like, LOL. Because rarely am I yeah. laughing out loud. <laughs> like, Rarely is it that fucking funny. And so I will say, ha, 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 ha. Or occasionally, like, in capitals. Like, if it's in capitals, like, I'm actually
1: laughing. But if it's, like, something that's just, like, cute, and I'm like, oh, huh, okay. See, I either type in complete sentences, or I like to use memes. You are a meme queen.
0: <laughs> that you are. You have, like, the, like stable of like four or five memes that you always use but you're good faithfuls you're faithfuls oh, yeah try um but i think that it's, it's interesting the way that we communicate and the way that like we use communication which ah, brings us to i almost dropped the chair brings us to our topic of
1: espanol
0: so janice picked this topic out and i'm very excited because <clears throat> janice never does it
1: Well, I just... I know what I'm good at, okay? Um, So... When you find out, will you let us know? (laughs) There are people all over this world who (laughs) sing my praises. Usually during happy hour, but... They sing my praises. Um, But no, I think... So... To give you all a little bit of backstory, um, I grew up and Spanish was my first language and I'm you know I'm told that I spoke pretty well and you know going through American public education <laughs> you know Hola señora
0: I clean I clean <laughs> <laughs> limpia <porto>. clean clean
1: <laughs> is that what you're talking about? no? Yeah. okay um you know but when I was in school you know if you were if you sounded much
0: mm-hmm.
1: um you were not smart. Yeah. And, you know, you were put in, well, back then they didn't have the, the right way to talk about it. Um, and I know and I the, know that I still don't, you know. So, because I, I, you and I
0: had a similar experience. And I use, so the way I say it, I talk about it, is I was put in remedial classes. But they
1: call them another R word. Oh, there you go. Yes. Um, because if you, you know, had all had an accent, you weren't smart. And so I worked really hard. <clears throat> one to not only sound like a girl, <laughs> but two to not really speak with an
0: accent. <laughs> I spit on myself.
1: I'm <laughs> big Wow, well, we already knew that, <laughs> you know. And so I remember taking, uh, when I started going to school in APS, um, I remember having to take Spanish, uh-huh. and just fucking hating it because it just it didn't make sense to me. No. And then it didn't make sense to me that it didn't make sense to me if Spanish is what I spoke before English. You know, and I'm sure that, well, one, my mom's not happy with me for a lot of reasons, but I'm sure she's not going to be happy particularly for this. But, you know, talking to her now, you would think that we grew up... Hold on. Look how fancy you look. So I'm Snapchatting us
0: recording, and I just... Janice is you know, with experience...
1: all this basura right here in the... Do not call yourself that, Janice. You are... <laughs> Yeah, well, that too. I'm surprised your camera didn't But, um... Continue. I'm sorry. You know, like, you would have thought we grew up in the most Chicano house-like ever. What do you mean by that? Like, so we didn't speak Spanish at home. Uh Um, Uh-huh. My mother's choice in life partner uh, often refers to himself as a Chikanki. Ugh. Whoa. Hold on. (laughs) Well, I have a lot of issues with that but anyway um, we uh, we didn't speak Spanish my you know my mom like I don't ever really remember coming home to like beans and chile on the stove like you know or my mom, like making tortillas, or yeah. like that was just not how we grew up, um and so, like I remember just struggling with Spanish, you know, in school, and like what age what well, was in middle school when we had it was required that we took it mm-hmm. um, and I... it it was middle school yeah, um, and then I remember having to take it in high school, and well, just, you took a lot of
0: things in high school. Wow. <laughs>
1: But um, like I just remember getting by, mm. and you know when start when I started going to UNM, you know I figured well I might as well try this out again, so I took a couple of classes, mm-hmm. and it I, it was much easier this time than it had been before, mm-hmm. and so I know that for me I've really been trying to work on um, my Spanish, and oddly I mean like I. Like, when we go to uh, El Bandido, uh-huh. you know... <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm a little dry. Um, I try to speak to them the first time only, only in Spanish. Oh, shut up. I try to speak to them, like, only in Spanish, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I fuck it up, and I know I fuck it up, and they kind of look at me like, Yeah, okay. Okay, señora. <laughs> <laughs> Como te quieres. <laughs> um, you know, and I've also gotten into novellas again and you know like that's helped me but today i was talking to my grandma on the phone and i tried talking to her in spanish and it just felt really weird Mm -hmm. you know like this woman has known me my whole life for for what i can remember yeah (laughs) yeah of it you know like that's not really been my relationship with her and like you know she doesn't really try to correct me or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I think that she appreciates when I try to speak to her in Spanish, but it's one of those things where, like, ay, pobre, like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I... And my, her sister, when she was alive, she would always give me shit, you know? Like, she would always let me know when I wasn't saying things, like, just right. And um, we do that to to each other, though.
0: Yeah. Well, so I have a lot of thoughts on this. Surprise, right? Um, so first off, you know, I I grew up speaking primarily Spanish, and when I started um, kindergarten, you know, I was told I was going to put in remedial classes. So I was terrified. I I didn't speak Spanish for a very long time, and so Spanish became like a very like secretive language for me, and I never really used like Spanish out in public. And so, you know, one of the struggles that I have is my English vocabulary is pretty good. Like, I would say it's pretty awesome. My Spanish vocabulary, I struggle more with. And one of the things that trips me up is I sometimes don't know the exact word that I'm looking for in Spanish, but I know it in English. But I know where it belongs in Spanish. Conversely, also, to add on to that, I, you know, I, I think I've mentioned this before. I know I've mentioned it to you, but maybe not online. Who knows? Um, I had a really bad speech impediment growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, I stuttered a lot. I um, slurred a lot of my words. My Because you
1: were all borracha. Probably.
0: Um, but I learned how to correct those in English, but not in Spanish.
1: Mm.
0: So, sometimes my my Spanish comes out in those ways. And, mm. you know, where we work at, um, with previous employees, um, that cunt used to <laughs> just call it what it is, like. Mm-hmm. Bitch is a bitch. Um, and if you're listening, fuck off. Um, <laughs> but she once asked me, like, do you speak Spanish? And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I, under- I understand Spanish. And oh, I'm good, okay. And so she was like, okay, this bitch doesn't speak Spanish. And so she would talk about me in Spanish, I was like, bitch, and okay, I might hear, I can hear you, whatever. But she came into work um, when she did come into work. She came. <laughs> She came into work once at, like, 9 o'clock, which was, like, unheard of. Like, she never came in at 9 o'clock unless the building was on fire. And even then, she was there at, like, 9.50. Um.
1: In the 9 o'clock hour.
0: (laughs) But I was talking to our custodial staff. And we were having a ball. Like, we were in the kitchen talking about I think like Gloria Trevi or no no or Paquita music I think we're talking about music Mm -hmm. and drag and all of these things and she came in and she was just like oh I thought somebody else was in here because I've never heard you speak Spanish before and she was real upset that that was the first time she'd ever heard me speak Spanish and it was not to her directly um Because I just, I, and I still, like, I'm I'm getting over it more, but I've never, I've always been very self-conscious of my, I'm more, I'm self-conscious of my Spanish. I can't say I was always speaking, because I wasn't when I was little. But I am very self-conscious of my Spanish, because it's not as, like, much as, like, some other people who I don't want to name names. Not you. Um... Like, you know who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not to the level of excellence that I speak in English. And that, to me, is a problem. And I realized, though, that... And this is what actually has helped me start speaking Spanish more. Is that mentality is very classist. And the moment I was like, oh, like, you're... This is a very classist mentality. I was just like, oh, you... Classes?
1: La <laughs> mm, <labushi. laughs>
0: So I really, I've stopped speaking, um, I've stopped thinking about it that way. And it's actually improved my Spanish. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not so confined by these shackles of what like proper Spanish or English are. Because those are very fucked up and those are very like
1: European, normative, white normative. My mother never really made us do a whole lot you know, when I was growing up. And in some ways I really appreciate, um, cause I don't, I know that I don't have, um, you know, worth or, you know, that my value is somehow connected to what I earn or, you know, the grades that I make or, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, I mean, sometimes, I mean, what I'd like to not be is broke, sure. Um, You know, but what the one thing that my mother was really adamant about was that we learned to read, Mm -hmm. you know, and that... That's so interesting to me. That, you know, for, you know, whatever else I could say, like, that was the one thing that we absolutely had to do, was that we had to learn how to read. And, you know, I got very caught up in that, like, you know, yeah, of course, and also wanting to get rid of my mochness or whatever. <laughs> um You know, like proper English. And, yeah. You know, yeah. what are the rules? And yeah. How do you not sound like, you know, some hillbilly or, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, like country came to town. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the rest of my life experience that's that way. Um, <laughs> it's okay, just laugh. <laughs> okay. Continue. um, You know, and I, you know, so Spanish was never that way. It was, we had to be able to learn to read in English and, you know, I have really loved to read and, you know, I take advantage or I take it for granted, you know, that I'm, you know, as literate. As I am, right? Mm-hmm. You know, instead of reading like um what's that one Danielle book? Steele. The Scarlet Letter or Canterbury Tales or all the shit that you're supposed to read in high school. Which I started but then I got really bored with, so I read Dan- or I read Sydney Sheldon novels. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, and, you know, that's kind of where it's been at. And so, in, like, trying to work with my Spanish, you know, I, you can't really do better at something that you're not really consuming, right? Yes, yes. And so, I, I got this student subscription to the New York Times, Mm -hmm. and I've started reading the articles in Spanish, and I mostly, you know, get it, um... But, you know, the novellas help. Do you sing along with music? Um, so, listening to music, I was like, well, obviously I'm not going to be hip on whatever's popular now, right? Yeah. So, I started listening to, like, Vicente Fernandez. Mm-hmm. and Because when I was growing up, and one of the few, like, early things that I remember, is I remember being in uh, kindergarten Mm -hmm. at Kit Carson Elementary. Mm -hmm. Not old. And, um, you know, we had to talk about music. And the only music I could think of was that my grandma loved to listen to Vicente Fernandez. Mm -hmm. And so here I am, this tiny little kid, you know. (laughs) Talking about Vicente Fernandez. (laughs) And all these other kids are talking about, like, whatever was popular at the time, you know. Lisa Lee's in the cult jam. Oh, wait, it was your
0: age. Never mind. The Andrew Andrew Sisters. (laughs) I love me that Errol Fitzgerald.
1: (laughs) You know, but so I started listening to that again. And, you know, and the other stuff, but... You know, that, the not-consuming part is, I think, where people get really caught up. Yeah. Because, of course, it's always easier to, you know, put on the subtitles to English so that you can just read what they're saying instead of having to listen to it, right? Yeah. And um, something that I think my dad understood pretty well... um, was that you have to be able to make things relate, right? Mm -hmm. And when we were in the car, and he would be driving, probably usually to Archie's, (laughs) or, you know, Mike's Place, or the Amigusto, or wherever. Oh, my God! (laughs) Whatever, you know, drive-up liquor place we need to go to. He would sing songs in that were playing on the radio, Uh but he would sing them in our language in Isleta. Uh And, um, you know, like, I thought it was cool that he could do that. Yeah. You know, but, like, I didn't get at the time. And I, you know, like, all of the things that I think people try to teach us when we're young and we just are too busy. They're old or full of shit you know or whatever but like that's another way that you help to make it work yeah right you have yeah. to you know and well it's like when um, so a couple of years
0: ago they um translated Star Wars into Dene,
1: and
0: like it was a free showing, and it was the first time ever been translated into Dene, and like people were like through the fucking roof, and I went to it actually because um, a really good friend of mine, he is a stormtrooper, and like yeah, he dresses up as a stormtrooper and goes to these things. It's really fucking cool. <laughs> like it's such an interesting subculture. Like it fascinates me. Uh-huh. Um, it's really expensive too probably on par if not more expensive than drag like good drag like not busted can of biscuits no me. like Sabrina Williams Vanessa Patrick's that super glamorous super beautiful like mm-hmm. no quality roundy drag yeah no like the quality drag not like family's dollar drag <laughs> I would say I'm like mid-level drag can <clears throat> without the sale <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm. Love blue lights,
0: (laughs) better than than red light. Um, No, but it was so cool being there with people who were, um, who were, spoke only Dene and like seeing them be really excited to see these movies in their own languages. And so I think that's really awesome that your father did that. Um, But going back to what you said earlier about your mother. Like, encouraging you to read like that's so interesting to me because like i had the exact opposite experience like when i learned to read my mom was kind of mad about it really yes because i learned i learned to read really young like i was really like motivated to not be dependent upon my mother or upon my like family members really early in life like I was like I was walking, I was off the tit, I was diaper I was um, potty trained, and I was speaking a little bit by the time I was one years old. I was like, "Fuck y'all bitches, get me the fuck out of here," um, which is not actually good developmentally. I really. <laughs> as I as I've gotten older, and like the, as i have taking the like, classes, like because I I used to be a preschool teacher and I learned about like developmental psychology that's actually not good for a kid. That's actually really alarming. And Mm -hmm. if your kid is growing up that much, chances are there might be something wrong in the household. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I started reading before I went to kindergarten. And I, I don't know who taught me how to read. I don't know how I learned. I don't remember any of that stuff. But... I learned to read, and I remember my mom was like, You can't read. And I was like, Hey, it's for Apple. And I don't know why my voice was deeper as a former. I don't know why he sounded uh, like fucking. <laughs> oh my God, what's his, what's his name? Um,
1: hello, darling. Um... Oh, Louie Armstrong. <laughs> <I'm
0: a> mom. <Satchmo. laughs> That's what I sounded like as a four-year-old. Um <laughs> But I was like, no, like this is what this means. I know what it means. And my mom was so angry. Wow. She was so mad at me. And I think as an adult, I think it's because she knew that I was going to be smarter than her. And she did not learn how to read until she was much. Much older. You know, my mom only has a U.S. 8th grade education. And she didn't finish the 8th grade. Mm -hmm. You know, she was put out in the farms. So, and she was out picking cotton and all that shit. And she, so she did not learn how to read. Until she was, I think she was probably in the double digits. When she finally learned how to read. And she was, but my sisters, like, they all read and whatever. Like, it was, they were in their normal, they were uh, like a normal developmental track. And I wasn't, my mom was afraid of that. And so she was angry. Mm -hmm. And I was not encouraged to read. Like, I remember one time my mom's punishment to me was to take away my books. And I, uh, like, I could watch TV, I could go outside, I could go fuck around, but I couldn't. And that was when I got my first library card. Cause I said, "Fuck this bitch," and I walked my happy ass from Broadway and Gibson to the main library. Cause I didn't have money for the bus. I wasn't even. I was still living in Arnos I was like first grade, first or second grade. <laughs> like imagine this, like fucking big headed kid. Just, and I got a, I, I got a library card. They gave me. I don't know why they gave me a library card. They fucking shouldn't have. And she'd been like, where the fuck are your parents? But I think it was more like, there's this kid who wants to read. Like, I sat there in the library. Like, you gotta go. I was like, can I take them home with me? And I remember crying. I remember crying, like, please, let me take these books home with me. I promise I won't do anything to them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, you just get a library card. And I was like, ah! And I took those books home, and I actually did not take them inside my house. And thank God nothing happened to them, because I don't know what the fuck I would have done. But I dug a hole. And I put them in a plastic bag and I buried my books outside. <laughs> but that's like how fucked up the dynamics were in my household. Mm-hmm. And and I and because of that, like that's why I separated so much from like Spanish language anything. Like I listened to Gloria Trevi like in secret. I like listened. I didn't really listen to a lot of Alejandro Guzman. Um, because she was a little bit more, like, rock and roll than I was at the time. (laughs) Hacer amor con votos. God. But, you know, I, like, would watch, like, Marimar, Dos Mujeres, Un Camino. Like, -hmm. I would watch all of those, like, but very secretively. Because I didn't want to be affiliated with that. Poor Mexicanness, and it really wasn't until I met my friends Pepe, um, Gloria, and Claudia, who were very like. They were fucking these hella cool punk kids, who I like thought they were like I thought they were the fucking coolest people I'd ever met, and they were also very fluent in English and Spanish, and like you'd go to their house and like it fucking looked like they said novela. <laughs> like the furniture was wrapped in plastic, and like all of that shit, and that's when I was like, "Oh, like you can be immersed in this like quote unquote white culture and still hold those roots and It took me a very long time to realize that, um, but when I did, it was very exciting to me.
1: See, my families weren't like that, you know, like my mom she bought us hooked on phonics and like, made me sit down with it, and, like... Have I ever told you about when I applied to Albuquerque Academy?
0: No. So I, I applied to Albuquerque Academy. And, like, I did it on behalf... of like my um, gifted teacher was the one who was like, you have to do this. And I was like, no, I don't want to. Um, she was also the one who made me apply for a space camp. And I was terrified to do it. And I didn't tell my mom that I applied for it. And I like submitted my a- application until I got accepted, and then I didn't tell her until like maybe three weeks before I was supposed to go. I was like, um, "I need a ride to the airport." And she's like, "Where the fuck are you going?" I was like, "To Alabama." <laughs> and she's like, "What the fuck are you going to Alabama?" And so I told her. She didn't believe me, and I was like, "Here's the letter," and she was like, "Fuck!" Like, how come you didn't tell me earlier? I was like, "I don't know." Because um, I just was afraid of my mother. Mm-hmm. But when I applied to Albuquerque Academy, my mom was fucking livid. Like, you would have thought I told her, hey, you know my newborn niece? I just ate her for dinner. Like, I was hungry. Like, she was... I, I got the shit beat out of me for that one. Like, she bruised a rib. Like, she was kicking me. Like, she was so... Angry, and I couldn't understand why at the time. And now that I like am older and I don't talk to her anymore, because as you can tell, she was not <laughs> she was not Carol Brady by any. Like Joan Crawford, <laughs> she makes Joan Crawford look like motherfucking Teresa, like. But she was so mad, and she's like, "Why well, am I gonna have to take time off of work?" What are they going to want me to do? Are they going to want me to speak to them? Like, she was so mad about these things. And I couldn't understand it. But I think a lot of that was she did not want people to know how uneducated she was. Like, yeah. She hated sounding and being uneducated. But her only response to that Was just to do nothing. And if someone like showed her up, she would punish you with violence. And it makes me very sad about my mom. And I also did not get into Albuquerque Academy. I was so mad. I was fucking furious. Like, so this is like still back in, and I think I know why I didn't get in. This is still back in the day when like I was like hanging out with like a lot of like, vatos and like drug dealers and I was like I want to go shoot it up shoot it up and they're like let's go do it let's go right now and I was like no I'm just kidding but like we fucking were going to go do a drive by right now (laughs) don't fuck with my feelings (laughs) but education and literacy and fluency, I think are such hard things for us to talk about and for us to really think about because those like fucked up layers of oppression,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like we're not supposed to, like in order to be a good Mexican, you're not supposed to speak Spanish.
1: But in order You in here in Freedom Land? Yes,
0: here in Freedom Land. Mm-hmm. But also in order to be like Demo audio you have to speak Spanish. And so, like, we don't know which code to speak in.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: on top of that, like, being queer, like, those are additional taboos. Mm-hmm. And so we, I think we internalize all of them, and so we choose none of them a lot of times.
1: So I took this Chicana studies class, um, you know, this last fall, and we had to read... Women don't um, their pits. Yeah, um, we had we read this uh, parts of this book called um, "How to Be a Chicana Role Model," mm-hmm. and um, I wish that I could remember the person, the name of the person who wrote it. I'll look it up. I want to say it's like Cerros is the la- is her last name. I'm I'm gonna
0: look it up. I don't know why you're trying to like. Convince me of it. I'm gonna look it up.
1: Well, I'm just trying to jog my own memory, but you know, she talks about going to this because uh, she wants to be a writer, and she's been invited to this. Like, she Chicana... So
0: I, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so I just put in how to be a C C H I, how to be a chiropractor, how to be a child actor, how to be a chill person. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So she gets invited to this conference, and you Michelle, know, Settles. Michelle Settles. Michelle Um So she's talking about how there are these people there, and like, you know, these prolific Chicano, you know, uh, writers, and um, you know, like, they're very critical of the way that she speaks Spanish, mm-hmm. but then they also like promote this. Um there's this um like a you know you go to a conference and they have this kind of spread where it's like breakfast or, yeah. or you know whatever and they're like pastries and there are because there are chicanos, there's pandulce. Mm-hmm. And of course everybody wants the pandulce because everybody there is trying to prove how Chicano they are. Yeah. Right. And uh but really the you know, where she's trying to speak Spanish and they're just like very critical of her. Mm-hmm. And you know, like we do that to each other. Like and I don't get I don't get the why. I, I and I, I agree with you, but like my auntie Agnes, my mom's mother's sister, you know, when I would try to speak Spanish to her, she would like you know, I I wasn't speaking it right, and she would, you know, I mean, like, obviously you're going to correct people, you know, yeah. if they're not saying the right thing. But, like, the way that she would do it would just, like, I would not want to, like, engage with her at all after that. Yeah, well, it's, it's that mentality,
0: right, of, right. like, I, you either have to come in knowing how to do something, or don't do it at all. It's zero or a hundred. And if you're not at a hundred, don't even try. Because if you try, you're gonna fail, so don't wipe, Why wipe, yourself a for failure. Just don't even do it. But what I was gonna say is that I agree with you for the most part about that castigation of language, except for ahas. Yeah. That has actually been one of the only spaces I've been in where like your muchness is not seen as like a negative or as a hindrance not to most people some people you know, not everyone in, within the organization is you know uniform of course um but that's one of the reasons why I've stuck with them so much is because um what what do you give me that you know fucking what? S- what do you go what, ahead. what do Next. you
1: no what the fuck are you smirking about so When I was at this conference, uh, which was my first experience with that, I'm not going to name names, but there was one particular person who, and I know I just personally have an issue with name dropping all the time.
0: Oh, I know where you're going with this. But
1: there was one particular person at this conference who in pretty much any time I heard him speak, you know, it was always blah 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 blah. Oh, when I was with Cherry Moraga or you know, when I when I was work doing this workshop with Cherry Moraga or this time I was having dinner with Cherry Moraga, I'm like, did it hurt you to drop that name? <laughs> you know he's probably listening. Well, my condolences, but still, <laughs> I'm just, I'm not into name dropping. Like, yeah, you I know, no, I, and I know that's my own shit, but that, you know. Yes, but what I will
0: say is, I feel like that is one of the spaces where I have learned how to like reclaim a lot of like my Mexicanidad. Mm-hmm. And I'm really grateful for that. I'm really grateful for that. That's how I was going with that. Oh. There with that.
1: Well, I did before we end. You know, want to talk about one thing? Um, you know, we had talked about how. You're um, a bitch. Yeah, well, we've already talked about that. <laughs> um, you know, but we—I mean—we talked about like proper English and how do you, you know, and like I feel that when I engage with like actual Mexicans, I'm always the deficient one right Mm -hmm. like like my Spanish is not ever going to be anywhere close to theirs but I'm going to try yeah you know um and so like I think that's that's one thing that we have to like acknowledge exists right Mm -hmm. um but the other thing is that and I don't know if I've actually said this you know on the show Mm -hmm. Uh, but my um, dad's side of the family comes from Missletoe pueblo. Yeah, and I w- attended a. I want to. I don't know. I I don't want to say that it was a conference, but it was like a presentation about blood quantum, which I think is something that we should probably talk about later on. Um, but anyway, this. Uh, Person was giving a presentation about how uh, Isleta had changed their requirements for blood quantum. Uh-huh. And because of a lot of things that I just would prefer not to get into at the moment, mm-hmm. um, I have never been recognized as um, a tribal member mm-hmm. because I don't meet the or I did not meet before the requirements for blood quantum, right? Um, And it's it's been a struggle, and, you know, it's just been a thing. And I did not know that this was a thing, because, again, a lot of stuff that I... we don't really have time to get into. Um, I haven't been home Mm -hmm. for quite a while. And... So I'm, you know, hearing about this, and I called the census office, and I'm like, is this a real thing? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know I went to this presentation at the law school, but is this really a thing? And they said, well, you know, it really is a thing, and, you know, we talked about what I had to do. So uh, that led me to find out that the tribe I come from actually has a website which is not something I normally think about. You know, that. I'm sorry. Okay, I, I'm,
0: I'm listening to you, but I also get very easily distracted. Yeah. I no. just took a picture on Snapchat. Of yeah. No, I saw that. The, but I'm listening. So, but, the but website. I,
1: I don't normally think about, you know, if I come across something that I like or whatever, that there must be a website associated to it, right? Mm hmm. So, really? Yeah, I just, I don't, that's not my normal thought. That's off. Um, So anyway, after I hang up with them, I'm looking on the website, and I notice that they have language classes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I used to be able to speak, meh, meh, when my uh, Um. dad's mom was alive. But she's been dead for 10 years. You know, my dad died five years ago, mm-hmm. almost six, and there are only a few people I still talk to who are, you know, close family, but the rest of my family can, I wouldn't piss on them if they were on fire. So, a healthy so, relationship. Yeah. So, you know, that's, I've not been home for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, I'm seeing the language class and I'm, you know, remembering growing up and my, Dad's mom really trying to teach me. Mm-hmm. But they're not being like a written, you know, like there there was no... I mean, it could be different because, like I said, I haven't been home in a long time. But, um, you know, like her and my dad would write things down. And they would... It could be the same thing, but they would spell it very differently, mm-hmm. right? And I, I was having a conversation... With a young person you and I both know at my favorite watering hole. Madonna. Yeah, Um, because they are working on a graduate degree in... Oh, I know who you're talking about. ...the linguistics program at UNM. Yes. And so, like, you know, I was talking to them and, you know, about my frustration with, you know, being a young person and them trying to teach me, but... They're not being, like, something in writing. Like, Mm -hmm. I couldn't go home and read a book or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so uh, they actually kind of steered me kind of away from that idea of necessarily needing to have some kind of uniform thing, right? Mm -hmm. But... So where do I want to go with that? So there were... During the presentation that I was at... Mm Um. You know they gave a number of there being less than five thousand people who are tribal members of Isleta. Wow, really. mm-hmm. and I mean i I recognized this growing up that you know I didn't really speak, and even though my dad spoke more than I did, you know, yeah, the, there was a what do you call that like a a downward slope, if you will. And, but, like, I remember feeling that it was kind of inevitable, mm-hmm. right? Like, not understanding all of the whole, like, structure of colonialism and, you know, all of that stuff, right? Like, I was not at all conscious of that. But I remember one day I walked into the kitchen. My dad's mom was standing in front of the stove, even though she could she was crying. And, you know, in the later years of her life, she did a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, she was not a well person and topic or a different show. But she was crying and I was like going on. And she was, you know, she just kind of had that like word vomit. Mm-hmm. right? And she talked about, she was like, you know, I've given my whole life to my tribe, to, you know, the religious uh, part of it. And, you know, my dad was not, you know, active, like, in the religious uh, community. I wasn't. You know, because I didn't really grow up on the reservation. And she just really talked about how she was sad about the fact that, like, her whole... Everything that she had dedicated her life to was going extinct. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm I'm sure that she knew that she was not long for this world. Because she had already been... At that point, she had already been on life support once. And so I, you know, I'm sure that... You think a lot about your own mortality, right? Um, God, I wish I could. I don't know, but <laughs> like, you know, but um, when I was young, there was just not that. Maybe it's time for a break. Well, <laughs> okay. Here's what I'm. Th- I think that
0: to me, this sounds like a story you just need to get out. Mm-hmm. But maybe wasn't very relevant. Which well, is Well,
1: no, there was a thought there. I know that I had a thought of, but you it know, could have been really just
0: And and honestly, like maybe this was your grandmother's way of like reconnecting with you. Like, I really do believe that, like, sometimes, like, we go on these tangents, and we start talking about shit, and we're like, oh, it's because I need to heal it. And maybe this is, like, your grandmother's way of healing it. And I think that's a way to look at it. Like, otherwise, you're going to be just... (laughs) (laughs) But I said, I do think we should end our discussion on intentionality, Mm -hmm. because we... Or no, no, not intentionality. No, (laughs) no, that was... That was already wild (laughs) That was a couple of drinks ago. Um... (laughs) about the Spanish language mm-hmm. um, and I think the reality is for those of us who um, were fortunate enough to be born here with citizenship um, we are neither here nor there you know our undocumented family is neither here nor there you know we are all in this gray area and we have the comfort of citizenship when they don't And so sometimes, you know, people lord language over us because that's all they can. And we as humans want to always feel superior Mm -hmm. to somebody else in one way or another, whether whether it is intellectually, physically, materialistically, whatever. And Mm -hmm. I say let's just let them have it.
1: Well, I, I I did write one part of what I was trying to get at down... So I don't want to lose that. Okay, well, hurry up. So when I was talking about this to um, the young person we both know, um, one of the things, or some of the things that they brought up was that, you know, when we talk about, like, having a written, you know, language, that leads to standardization, Mm -hmm. right? And then standardization leads to what? Like, uniformity. Yeah. And then we get into that whole bullshit of, well, I speak, you know, right English. And, yes. You know, you don't. And, um, you know, that's what makes it okay for people to make fun of immigrants because English isn't their first language and you can tell that right away. And, you know, it, it sets up this whole fucked up dynamic of... Um, you know thinking about well my language is better than yours and all of that and maybe I guess what I was trying to get at was that um, you know with the story about my grandma was you know it would have been easier for me if I would have been able to you know read a book or you know turn on the radio and, you know, hear something or, you know, whatever. Um, But how do you, how do you preserve a language that isn't written down? Yeah. You know, how do you, and then how do you teach others a language that isn't written down? You know, but then how do you criticize people who don't speak a language that, isn't easily accessible to them.
0: Yeah, isn't easily transferable.
1: You know, I don't, like, and because, just because I don't speak, um, you know, perfectly like my grandparents did, does that mean that I'm less indigenous because I don't speak my own language? And what intrigues me about that
0: also, and this may be another discussion, is... How does that? How does that language that is that is very that is person to person transferable, but not like written down? How does that language evolve with the influences of white and mm-hmm. of English and spe- Spanish speaking white settlers
1: mm-hmm.
0: and people from other pueblos? Yeah, like
1: yeah, because my woo! my dad, you know, would tell me that because he spoke Isleta before he spoke English mm-hmm. um, and that when they would go to like Sandia or Picaris, um, that um, you know, he would hear like, because it was, it was differently they would use different words or you know, but he would tell me that he would hear them say fucked up shit because <laughs> you know, that's how my dad was, yeah, um, but that there it, it meant like had a different context, you know, and like how do you how do you preserve that, you know? Like I know you give me shit about my hillbilly Spanish, all the time. <laughs> but I and, give you shit because we're friends and <laughs> <laughs> but like I give,
0: I also give you shit. In a way that I would not give younger people who we work with shit. Oh, yeah. Because it would devastate them. And I know that you know that I'm not. I'm joking about it. But um, I think we should end here. I also want to say that you spoke way more than I did this time. Wow. And this is your t- subject. So if you want to hear Janice speak more, <laughs> um, visit her at Stall 9 of you. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, You can um, meet me at my favorite uh, watering hole. No, I think if you want Janice to speak more, um, you should email us or tell us on social media. Our Instagram handle is Girl, mm-hmm. Our Facebook is J and La Girl. And our email is info at Hotawanagirl.com. So there you have it. So hit us up and tell us more things you'd want us to hear about because I think this is really fascinating actually um thanks Janice thanks